what if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step -step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. You're a heartbreaker, dream maker, love taker. Don't you mess around with me. You're a heartbreaker. Dream taker. Okay, so is that the song you're singing to money, to your lover money? Is that, or, oh, oh, you're back. Hi, honey. I was just going to keep going on. <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was actually listening to for a minute there. Maybe you should tell the people. Um, Some crazy song. I don't know. Heartbreaker. <laughs> Yes, but no, you're supposed to tell them what, what radio show they're on because I sang to them instead. Oh, you did. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, well, um, we are on Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and apparently this is a budding uh, song show today. Yes, <laughs> like it is. Singer-songwriter. <laughs> my uh really good friend and colleague co-coach uh julie Britt, like called me up this morning she goes i got a great idea for your show like the you know the songs that we uh, sing and i was thinking about like um like breakup songs right like if you and money broke up what song would you like be listening to on the radio? So like that was how I started the show was like heartbreaker or is it like, would it be like a kind song, like a Natalie Merchant song, right? Like, um, let me see. I can't sing it. So can you hear it? Oh, there you go. No, how you keep on giving, right? So like, <laughs> So so our our idea guys is that money is a relationship just like anything else just like any of our other relationships and just like all of our relationships money is about the flow and the exchange right so like you know like we've got to kind of take a look and go okay like if money was talking to its best friend about its relationship with you what would it say about you hmm right so if if money was talking, oh, I'm doing that whole echo thing again. I'm I'm loving my tech issues today. <laughs> you know, it was so funny because our theme of the day is like, you know, how how are you in relationship with money? And it's so funny because right from the get go, you were silent. I couldn't access you. Like nobody could hear you. It's like, oh, great. My partner isn't even on the show today. How's that like my life? How's that like my relationship with money? <laughs> well, I really think so. This has been an interesting morning all around. I, I just had a mini meltdown where I was crying, actually, about 
some awarenesses that we came to about money. And so, of course, I'm not even going to, nobody's going to be able to hear me. And then when I get finally get on the show, now I get to echo, 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 echo. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe some of my own resistance, I don't know, Mm -hmm. to this whole topic, to this whole thing, you know, because Mm -hmm. it's so interesting because I had – I feel like I have such an awesome relationship with money, and yet here I am in this kind of mini meltdown this morning about it. So I guess it just kind of goes to show you that there's always something to learn, and there's always a way to up-level, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm I'm inviting the people to be thinking about what, you know, what song would you be listening to if you were breaking up with money, and what would your best if your money was talking to its best friend about its relationship with you, what would it say? And I I was asking, I think what started the meltdown is I started asking you that question this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yes. Will you so tell the what, people? I think it's really profound. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so um, <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. I, we don't hear the echo. Oh, you don't? Oh, cool. Uh-uh. That's just you. Oh, that's awesome. That's just me. April oh, said good. maybe your April said maybe you want to hear your own view and your own new voice. <laughs> your own new view and your own voice. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, this morning we were talking about what my current relationship is, and I uh, I was telling you that a couple of weeks ago I was paying attention to my bank account really closely because. I was reaching this all-time high of having money in my bank account, like the most money I've ever had in my bank account at one time. And it was like $35,000 in my bank account. Okay? So this is a big amount of money for me. And I was like, I don't, it's almost like I hit an upper limit with it. Like it was so awesome and amazing that I kind of just couldn't, receive any more goodness. So when you say I couldn't receive any more, like what you told me is you just stopped like paying attention to it. You stopped looking at it. You stopped like kind of appreciating, hey, look how much I have. You just kind of went, you just cut off and went into kind of ignoring it. Is that, mm-hmm. was I right about that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about upper limit. Like there's like a lot of parts to this story as it unraveled in our conversation this morning. But there's a the concept that I learned from Gay and Katie Hendricks, which is uh, it's called upper limits, or they called it the ALP, the upper limits problem. And their premise was is that it was really the only problem that existed on our planet is that we have like, you know, 30,000 years and some would say 30,000 lifetimes of living in this universe and this earth of, you know, how much pain can I endure? How much struggle can I endure? And gosh, guys, up until a couple of uh, maybe even a century ago, um, it was all about working your damn ass off 18 hours a day just so you could put food on the table. Oh, and by the way, don't eat the wrong weed. You're going to die. And so there was this sense that if we just had joy, if we were just playful, if we let down our on-guardness, right, that survival on-guardness, that we'd be killed. And so 
there's these places and it's not even just like, oh, you know, your family was poor and that's why this happened. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much money you have. There's like, or how much love you have or how much anything you have. There's this place in our nervous system and our biology where we go, that's enough. Mm-hmm. I can't have more than that. That's enough. And actually when we hit those joyful upward flowy places, we tend to do one of two things fight or flight. I call it the four F's. Fight, flight, freeze, or faint. So I would say that you did sort of a flight move on that, right? Like you just kind of like took off. So we go into one of our survival mechanisms and we literally, for some people, they will go and like just sabotage the crap out of whatever good thing that happened. Like one of the things that I see couples do, and you and I have experienced this a lot, hon, is that we'll have, we'll come into this really intimate space where it's like, oh my God, like we're in total communion. Like we're blissed out to the nines and like, you know, an hour later we're in the biggest fight of our life. Like we'll create, I see uh, people create fights when they hit on those upper Lim- uh, mm-hmm. to those upper limits of what they feel like they can receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. what was so cool about my awareness is that this is so much like my relationship with you. You know, is that when it gets too good, then I actually can, like, I stop receiving. You know, I, 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 and so you show me so much love and appreciation and gratitude, and there's moments where it just feels so much. So it's the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is kind of what, what we realized today was that it's not just about like we're playing with, okay, what, how are you relating to money? What would it say about you if you took it to the relationship coach office? Like, <laughs> and you were sitting there, what would money say? Like one, one of the things that uh, came up for me was, is that money would say that I always expect it to be there. Right. Without ever paying any attention to it. (laughs) So I have these moments where I look at my bank account. I'm like, ah, (laughs) there was supposed to be money here and there's not after I haven't looked at my account for like two months. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's like so there's that sort of uh, money wants me to respect it. Money wants me to be present with it. Money wants me to to have it, to be present, to stay in, to be respectful of it. And oh, by the way. That actually is what occurs in relationship. I get working and I like sort of energetically leave the relationship and what you're wanting from me is presence, right? And that's what I Mm -hmm. will tend to withdraw from a a relationship. And so what we realized today was that actually, if you look at your relationship with money, that there are all kinds of relationships where you may be doing the very same things as what you're doing with money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like with with what you just described, right? It's like I come I come into your space like I love you so much. You're so amazing, and I can just see sometimes you're like topping out like okay, okay, that's enough now. Okay, go away. <laughs> so like um, we do like, uh, and it's not to say guys that it's all like negative. Like there's something that I do that's really positive with money. It's play. Money would say that I also play with it. Money would say I'm always really happy to see it and that I'm celebrating it and I'm dancing with it and that I think it's fun and that it's like when it comes to the party, I'm like, oh, my God, you came. 
hi, you know, and so, and that's true of my relationships too. Like I really embrace people when I see them. I really am very playful and like really celebratory of people in general. Mm-hmm. You are. That pause was so you could talk, darling. <laughs> well, what's true is that our producers are talking to us and uh, wanting oh. us to go on break so that um, we can fix this echo problem for me. So that's what oh, I'm trying okay. to negotiate with you. And I'm we're giving you all these private messages, love, and you're not listening to them. Um, oh, because I, I'm all excited. I'm not even looking at the at the chat room right now. Yeah, so so basically now we've got to go public with all of this behind the scenes stuff. So <laughs> see what oh, happens darling. when I don't pay attention. Jesus, this is happening everywhere. Pot and pock. <laughs> all right, guys, we're gonna go to a break, and when we get back, we're gonna give you some really juicy questions and processes to help you clarify your relationship with money and how you can create more intimacy and more flow in with money and in all of your relationships. How about that? Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true, synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. 
Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, 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 and we're back. This is Love Life and All Things Weird. And now, Megan is is in the green room, and I am taking over the show. So... Uh, what we're finding is that it's all Megan's fault. <laughs> of course, right? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. We're we're figuring out the echo, so maybe it's gone, uh, which is excellent. But um, before the break, I mean, we really are talking about your relationship with money. And um, wow, has it been a morning for me already with this topic. So... Um, Like, I have been in this conversation about my relationship with money for a number of years now, you know, and what I would say is that my relationship keeps up-leveling with money. Um, And so I'm super curious for you guys, you know, uh, are you able to actually identify your current relationship with money? So it's kind of like what Megan was saying before we went to break. Like, if you were in a relationship coaching session, right, Um, and you and money – we're talking, what would money say about you? You know, so for me, what I've been talking about this morning is that money would say about me, like, wow, you know, Suzanne takes really good care of me. She manages me really well. Like, she, she's um, awesome at the details. Um, and, you know, what I find is that there's this limit. There's this maximum amount of receiving that she can actually receive from me, and I'd like to give her so much more, Um, but she's really not willing, you know, she's really not willing to actually allow everything that I can be for her. Um, So that's what money would say about me if we were in a coaching session. So what is true for you guys, you know, like what is your current relationship? Um, Are you even friends, you know, would uh, money say that, you have its back and that, you know, it has your back, you know. Um, is there trust there? Um, the other thing that was super interesting about what we talked about today is that I realized that I want money to show up for me regardless of whether I work for it, okay. Uh, like whether I, you know, I've always had money be, okay, I work this amount of money for this amount of time for this amount of money, okay? So money has always been associated with work. And my true desire is for money to just come in and to reward me for my being, to reward me for my being, not my doing. So, and it's interesting because in my relationship, what I find is, is that I think people love me because of how I show up for them because of what I do, because of all the things that I do, right? Um, and so it's crazy because it's the same thing with money, right? Um, and so it's this moment of like, can I just be and be loved and receive and have money and live my life? 
you know. Um, so it's it's really you can go as deep with this as you want to, you know. And I'm I'm really encouraging you to uh, to go deep with it and to go beyond kind of the surface to see whether you can find those correlations um, with your relationship with money. So, Megan, what? Uh, how would you coach me? <laughs> coach me. Well, I'm, I'm here. I'm at the coaching office. Tell me. <laughs> well, you know, like we were talking about earlier, um, what I see you do is you sort of have this sort of um, pedal to the metal and you're going 150 miles an hour and creating like a mad woman and working and working and working. And then you go like, fuck it, right? It's like, I don't want to do anything. And you stop the car. And that's really mm-hmm. hard on a car. Like if you're you're either on the brake or, you know, flooring it. And like, I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but that's the, pla- that's the place that I see though that feels really um, stressful, right? And so like mm-hmm. my question to you is, Let's find you, what would be your cruising altitude? How Because it's not about size, it's not about how much you do or not do. There's a lot of people that are super joyful, that work a ton, like, um, but they work from their being. They, it's not that their being and doing isn't separate. That's really the distinction here, is that um, so many of us have, like, if... Uh, when we talk about being, a lot of people think, oh, that means uh, sitting in a hammock and having all money come to me and life come to me and I just sit in the hammock. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about that the action is coming from a beingness and a joy and life force and that it's this natural occurring thing. It's not about having those two things separate. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that I would that I would coach you to do is like what are some words, what are some things that get you in touch with your being? And what if you started every day from that place? I see you get up and start right away into doing. Like there's no mm-hmm. time in the day that you access or play with or get into your being. Mhm. Yeah, I love that cuz I do think that I have this separateness from with my being and my doing. Um, and and so what if they were the same? You know, what if they were integrated? And Because, I, you know, I, I'm with you. Like, if money were coming in, I would still want to make impact in the world. I would still want to see clients. I would still want to create. I would still want to do projects and workshops and all of that stuff. I would still want to do all of that, but I might not do it like the way that I'm doing it now. I might not be so push with it. I might not, like, it might not be based on timeline, you know. Um, It might be more organic for me. And so, you know, what I'm hearing from you is how can I be in that energy of flow and organic um, creating and not have it be based on results or based on money or based on what I think well, the requirements are of me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have this. This is a, a great thing, a, a great little activity for people to do. I first did it in a workshop with Rich Lipton and Steve Chandler. 
Um, and it was it was a simple exercise, but it was so poignant for me at the time because I was really tired. Um, I was coaching my ass off, but I was doing like uh, I was still charging what a first year coach charges, like five four years ago. It was like 150 an hour or whatever, and like I was just tired. And all, all I wanted money to do was to rescue me. I wanted money to take me to the beach so I never had to work. I could go and lay in the hammock. And it was really fascinating. We just did this pair and share. It's like, okay, like, what do you desire? Right? And then I got to say, yeah, I want to be at the beach, da 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 And then my partner was like, and, and then what? Once you have that, once you sit in that for six months, then what would you like? And then I realized, oh, there's life after the beach. Because so many people, when I say, I mean, you know, this, this, this tool is out everywhere, right? It's like if, if time and money were no issue, if you had a billion dollars in your bank account, what would you do, right? And most people stop at, oh, I travel the world. Well, think about that. Okay, so a year, two years, three years, then what? Then what would you like to create? Then what would you desire? Then what? And now what? And now what? And so there's so much further beyond. There's actually, when you start asking that question, and you start taking it all the way out, and the and then what? All of a sudden, you access this state of being that's just like, oh, like wow, it might be fun to create this, or I'd want to get back, or I'd want to create this, and it's like that's when you start getting into the energy of the being and doing merging. Yes, it, you start with kind of like time and money is not an issue, but you go past that and then I wouldn't work and I travel the world and I'm, you know, I'd have lifestyles of the rich and famous. That, I mean, there's a lot of rich and famous people that are bored shitless. <laughs> Why they create drama and end up in rehab. You know, it's like if we're not creating, <laughs> we're not really, um, I, I, don't say, I don't see anybody that's happy that isn't actually creating. So we have some awesome questions in the chat room um, that I think, you know, what I love because we're asking people to go deep with this. And so people are coming back and asking some questions. So Gypsy Jim says, so, you know, what if we know our stop? How do we move beyond that if it is a stop we don't understand? And so what I'm, and I might not be getting this question right, Jim, so let me know if that's if you're not saying this, but um, I think you're saying like you get to your stop and then but you don't understand why you need to stop or why you should stop. And so then it doesn't make any sense. Is that how you're taking that question? And uh, Megan? Um, I'm addressing a technical issue right now. <laughs> so I, didn't, I, I wasn't able to read the question. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay, cool. Yeah, so Jim says yes. Okay, awesome. So the way that I would answer that is um, it's kind of what Megan just talked about yesterday in her newsletter, uh, which is during this last weekend she was coaching a bunch of coaches, and um, um, and she there was a push for at lunch to go make money. And it didn't actually feel organic for her to go ask, you know, clients or to reach out. Um, and so she really honored that 
organic, what was organic was to help another person to make money. Um, and so once she did that, once she really followed her organic intuition, um, then when she came back from lunch, she got an email saying that she had, uh, there, there was a proposal accepted that she had written like 10 days before to this client, and it was the highest proposal. It was the it was like a $10,000 or $12,000 contract or something. Uh, and so, you know, what I get from that is like, okay, something in my system is saying, hey, it's time to slow down. It's time to cocoon. It's time to stop. It's time to not do that thing that you're pushing, pushing, pushing to do. And it's about trusting that, that and following that and knowing that somehow – Maybe if it's not direct, that it's still going to lead you to where you need to go, to your path. You know, so it's kind of like what happened with Megan as far as like here she is creating money during that lunch break when in actuality it wasn't a very it wasn't a direct expression of of that at all. Um, so can I, can I pop so, in here? What's that? I can't hear you very can I well. Pop in? I'm not sure what's happening. I know. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, can you hear me now at all? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Okay. So something really, here's the thing about that. There, there's a whole lot more to that story. One is that um, I actually went through a phase about three years ago where I really pushed, not pushed in, in like a negative way, but I knew I needed to be more bold. I could feel it. I needed to take some risks. Right, and and there was a few years ago where I went out and and did some big proposals and and you know risked the big no and like put my energy into the space and oh my gosh, you guys, that changed money for me and that changed my financial reality tremendously. And when I was sitting mm-hmm. in the in the training this weekend and they gave me that that challenge again, I was like, huh, I I my practice is really full right now. Like, that doesn't feel true to go and push right now. What felt true in that moment was to ask a question. And um, I actually put the question, I, I'd have to look it up. I think it was what energy space and consciousness can my body and I be to flow money right away at lunch with ease. And then I just followed the energy of what wanted to happen. And what happened was is I ended up, with this man from England who was raising money for a motorcycle for a man in Liberia so that he could feed his family. And we raised money for the motorcycle. And actually, I'm going to post the link on my Facebook and also wear it on there after. We're helping him get a second motorcycle because he wants an employee because this man in Liberia that can barely feed his family has a dream of building an orphanage, right? So we, I wasn't really engaged in the story of Emmanuel and, and what he wanted to do for his community and helping him. And I was just having so much fun with Simon, which was his, the, the man's name. And it's like I felt like raising money for someone else just felt uh, more meaningful to me and more expansive to me. And and I had a little story in the back of my head, like it was like, oh, I didn't I didn't really do the assignment because I didn't go with Bush, right? But then when I opened my email and I got the proposal accepted, I actually thought they were going to choose one of the lower proposals. I had I did not expect them to choose the highest proposal, 
And so it was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. And then I got home, and, like, I got almost $1,500 of money from people that have owed me money from years ago. And it's like, oh, I know that that was a result of me following that impulse. Sometimes it's linear. Sometimes we do have to take that action and kind of, like, step into that. And sometimes it's, we, we, it's a time to follow the, the gentle whisperings of the energy. And I'd like to talk more so, about that to get back. Yeah, so I, my question is how do you know the difference? You know, how do you know the difference between – because sometimes, especially when you're building your business, you are out of your comfort zone. You're on your edge, and it doesn't feel very good sometimes, right? It's kind of like what you're talking about where you are – really risking, you know, and there's moments when we're creating money and when we're creating our business where it feels really risky, it feels really uncomfortable. And just to even take the action sometimes can feel like a push, like we're actually kind of pushing through our fears and and doing it anyway. So, you know, so I think that there's a real question there as to when is it that and, you know, and it's really good to kind of uh, go through that, and then when is it like, oh, I really need to follow my, you know, those whisperings that say, no, I need to do something different. So maybe we mm-hmm. can go on break, and then when we get back from break, um, talk about that question and, and how to go about knowing the difference. Super juicy. Come on back. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness, a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a Bars session, The worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. 
Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. You are listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird, and I am apparently the host today, Suzanne, and my co-host, <laughs> Megan. I'm here. Who, who may or may not be here, but um, before break, we were talking about this question that is, um, how do you know? Like, how do you know when you're kind of pushing um, and when it's too much? Um, and or whether you're like just in your, you know, out of your comfort zone and you're on your edge. How do you know? Mm-hmm. So can yeah. I say something to that? Can you hear me? Sure, yeah. I can hear you, darling. Cool. Awesome. That, I, uh, I want money to hear me. Jesus. <laughs> um, as well as, as the audience. So, yeah. You know, something that, Something that I want to bring up in this place is that um, uh, I've learned a few years ago that, like, you have two um, amazing energies that run through us. One is the masculine energy. One is the feminine energy. And the masculine energy is really about presence and direction and vision and action. And, like, the masculine energy goes out and, like, it's the hunter-gatherer, right? And then the feminine energy is the energy of receiving, the energy of um, the wholeness, and, and it's kind of like the queen bee, and she has all these workers, and the workers do the work for her, but her presence, like when she's not there, you take a queen bee out of a hive, and it's... And oh, and Megan is gone. <laughs> this is so funny today. So while Megan gets back on the show, um, I think we have a caller that's been waiting so very, very patiently. Becky is on the line, and we would love to have Becky come on and ask her question. Hi, Suzanne. Hi. How are you? Can you hear me? All the way, good, yes, good. I can hear you. All the way from Canada, yes? And is Megan gone? We lost her? Uh, yeah, we lost her. I don't know. I think I got her. Who knows what's happening today with all this tech stuff. But you're here, and I'm excited. Welcome to our show. Awesome. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, Megan. I'm back. Yay. <laughs> so what's your question, Becky? Okay, well, I keep having this situation where I have money and then other people need money and I'm, like, giving it away. Mm-hmm. 
So is it actually true that other people need money? Well, things seem to come up and and uh, situations or things break or somebody's buying a house or there's <laughs> mm-hmm. quite a few different situations where they're like desperate for money and um, oh, I give them mine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the the reason that I ask that is that the need of money is actually an invention and a lie. <laughs> we don't need money. There are people that exist without it. What, money makes life easier. Money makes life smoother, right? But money actually isn't a need. And when we see people, there's something that um, that my coach, Rich Lippin, has really taught me is that, like, he has this thing, it's like, I want, because I just did this event, and, and he, um, there's people that always want it for free, right? They're always in, I have this need, and I want the event for free. And what he says is, is, I want the person in this event that actually created the money for this event. You'll get a lot more <laughs> if you create the money. And, and he holds people, what, what I'm saying to this is, he holds people as being powerful creators that they are, and not as victims. So that's the first thing, is like, how could you see these people that are asking you for money in a 50-50 kind of a way where you see them as capable creators and that you're not the only thing that can save them or rescue them. That's, mm. that's you putting yourself in a way above them as needing to right. be rescued instead of going, gosh, you know, um, what else have you thought? How could you create money? I mean, it's like I, I have there, when I raised money for Rich, it changed my financial reality. It, it was a $13,000 contract. I had $1,000 in the bank. And I went out and I raised money for it. And it totally, it, what financial security is the capacity to know that within ourselves we can create from nothing at any time. And what if you empowered these people in your life to be creators rather than, re- rather than you rescuing them and reinforcing that they are in need and they are in lack? So that's kind of part one. And then part two is like, you know, are you willing to have money? Because that's something that happens for me is like I'll get, a cer- I'll get a big chunk of money and then I'll like leak it out. I'll create bills. I'll create things to break. Like <laughs> it's crazy because I actually am not used to the havingness of money. And that kind of links back more to the upper limit issue that we talked about earlier. Like that's my question for you is number one, are you willing to – be 50-50 with the people in your lives and not like 80-20, like, hey, I'm more powerful than you, number one. And number two, are you willing to be in the happiness of money as well as the flow of money? Right. So I can see some of the situations um, that are that, yeah, I'm 80 and you're 20. And uh, mm-hmm. some of them are, are 50-50. And I can definitely see that also there's the the other thing running too. Um, the cool. willingness to have the money and the and the places well where you know where can I offload this money? <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. Uh-huh. It all works together, doesn't it? Because like yeah. you're not willing to have it, so therefore there's got to be a really really good reason, right? Like wow, for you to have exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, it's way better to help other people and give it to them. Uh huh. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And cool. and that's not to say that there may not be an authentic moment where you do like uh, 
generate or, or, you know, give money to someone because it feels light and it feels like it will create more. But if somebody's mm-hmm. asking you for money and it feels heavy, then it probably isn't a natural flow. Like, you might want to ask, hey, what else is possible here? You know, could I ask them a question that would maybe create more for them? Would asking them a question and empowering them to create actually bring more than me just handing money out right now? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like being willing to create more and being willing to have more. Right. And I think that's true for a lot of people. You know, like there's this fear that if we make a lot of money, people will want it. People will want to take it. It'll somehow go to people, you know, that somehow will be obligated to, you know, to give it away. So everything that that is up for people, you know, let's Mm -hmm. uncreate that, shall we? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Anybody? Anybody? Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pun and fun, all nine shirts, good and beyond. Yeah, and I can yeah, see that I, when I... Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Megan. No, you go ahead. No, go ahead. I can see that there I is... Just, I, I keep it a secret, too. Like, And I, mm-hmm. I, um, I don't tell anybody that I have the money, just in case somebody might need it or ask me of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So every something that's coming to me to run everywhere you have made yourself the source of their world, of their money, of their needs. Everywhere you made yourself the source of other people's needs, will you uncreate and destroy that place? Oh yes. <laughs> right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. This is really real for a lot of people. I've been in so many trainings when we've been talking about the fear of money and in every training, at least half of the group has this one. They're so scared if they have money, they'll have to give it away to everybody they know and everybody will want it and they won't be able to say no. Right? Mm-hmm. And so in that case, you've made their, you've made yourself their God. You've made yourself their universe. I am the creative source for you. Right? And so like that, that doesn't create a very even exchange. That's what we call, you know, because we're talking about money and relationship today. That's what we call a codependent relationship. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in an unhealthy relationship with money. <laughs> well, you know, the truth is is that we all are a little bit, right? And and this is something I wanted to speak to earlier, which is that I think that we have really good things we do in relationships and with relationship with money. And I think that we have places that we can grow and expand and shift. And it's like that part of that relationship really isn't working. And so, like, for you to, like, really maybe do some clearing work around this and go, okay, so what would it take for me to be 50-50 in my world? And and as we said, not just with money but in relationship because if you're doing that with money, you're also probably doing that on a relational level as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see myself go in and then back out uh, lots doing that kind of thing with with some of the people in my world. Oh, let me fix that for you. I'll take care of that. 
Yeah. <laughs> and you know that's not very empowering. I mean, I used to do I used to do free sessions all the time, and I called it my charity. Which, like, who wants to be charity? Like, that's lame. Number one. And I realized something, which this was early on in my practice. So there was like, all these people I was doing trade with, and you know, at some point I realized that Zion's Bank didn't take trade for my car payment. And so I needed to do something different. I needed to start charging for my sessions and that the flower pots I was getting in exchange for the work were not actually being received by Zion's Bank very well. So I realized I I started um I I I got these three clients from the they were younger girls and they made minimum wage and I was doing rapid eye at the time and they saw the value in what I did and all three of them went and got extra jobs so they could do weekly sessions with me. And do you know what? Their results were like a hundred times more than the people I was giving sessions to. And I was like oh, like I'm number one enabling, I'm disempowering. And what I'm saying when I give a free session away is you can't afford, you can't do this on your own. And when I got that, Becky, that stopped me in my tracks and I realized that I was enabling my clients, not helping them, right? And it's like see the people in our lives, whether they're clients or family or whatever, see them as powerful. That's, a, that's such a gift that we can give to people, Mhm. Yeah, I can see that. It, you know, I totally can get that, especially like when I'm with my kids, right? I'm. I. I don't actually do that with my kids because I don't want to. I don't have that type of codependency with them, and they are such capable. Um. Mm-hmm. You know, abundant, prosperous people. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Cool. Thanks for coming on the show, Becky. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that so much. I, I want to really encourage people to call in because, I mean, people pay us a lot of money for this shit, guys. Like, you can come and get coached for free if you're willing to be vulnerable. <laughs> hey, Megan, I tried to call in. I tried to call in last week and the week before, and I, I couldn't get in. So oh, I don't weird. know that weird technical thing was going on but um I couldn't get in. Well Mercury is in retrograde I guess. So I don't know. Like we're we're <laughs> uh, we're pot and talking all of that so that we're not, you know, privy to that. But I don't know if we've done a good job today. <laughs> so yeah, but we'll ask our producers about that. Thanks for letting us know. Okay, well thanks for doing the show. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye. Well, darling, we have four minutes left. <laughs> what are we going to do? I feel like there's so many loose ends that we could, like, totally just uh, – that's the great thing, though. I said this in the chat room for people who are having questions and for topics and threads that we haven't come around and actually addressed, um, that we are talking about money until the end of October because, you know, we love so much this topic, Right. Um, so even if we don't get to all of it today, we will definitely get to it by the end of October. Would you say that's true? And maybe Megan's gone. (laughs) You know, this has been the funnest show. 
for tech issues, uh, like in the history of the world. <laughs> I think so, I'm back. Um, oh, yay. Hi, you're back. <laughs> Hi. So I thought that we could – one of the things that I wanted to um, – uh, complete on is that I kind of I got disconnected in the middle of the masculine and feminine conversation, and it's a question that it speak, it's an answer or question that speaks to about a lot of questions that have been happening in the chat room. So I wanted to complete that thought. Um, hey, well, you have my two minutes, darling. I know two minutes to do it. I do. Can you do it? I'm gonna. Yeah, if we start stop talking about how many minutes we have left. <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so. Um, so, so the feminine energy is the receiving energy, and that's the energy I was in in the workshop when I just asked a question and followed the energy. It's not about a no-doing. It's really about more of being in a receiving energy. And then there are times, there are times, you guys, to get up off your ass and make some calls and do some shit, and not from a place of pushing and working and striving, but from a place of, that's actually what's required right now. There's some masculine energy required. There's some there's some pressure energy required to move a thing forward. And it really is about finding the balance. So if you've been like hanging out at your house and following the energy and like, you know, like thinking happy thoughts and asking good questions and not nothing is shifting in your results, it's probably time for some bold moves. And, like, how could you have more fun with that? How could you have fun with being in that masculine energy? And, like, like you know, like, what could you create today? What could you put out in the world that would make money right away? That's a really great question to ask when you know, hey, there's something more required here. And on the other side of it, if you've been pushing and forcing and working and it's, like, being, you're overwhelmed and things are kind of um, feeling kind of gray and, and the results aren't changing, it might be time to be into the receiving. What energy, space, and consciousness can my body and I be to be the receiving of money I truly be? Mm-hmm. I love yeah. that. And talk about relationships, right? Because we have that masculine-feminine relationship inside of us going on all the time. So how, what is that for all of you? And how are you balancing that? So consider thinking about that, and next week we'll be talking more, more, more about money. Join us weird on the air for more. Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life.